Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast. The Regular podcast. Features Podcast. The it's, podcast. It's the podcast. That's Regular the, Features Podcast. Yep, we've <laughs> covered some of that, I believe. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Hello by, and welcome to the Regular Features uh, Podcast. The podcast we, that's the same every week. I think we said some of that, at least in the... Regular I, Features Podcast. Yeah. I'm Matt. I'm joined by Stephen Hogarty. Regular Features. And Logged Blythe. Podcast. Uh, not the other guys. There's five of us, but there's just three this time. Every week you get a hand-picked selection of... A number of the maximum of five. Yep, that's that's it's like a, a variety pack of cereals, but it's the somebody's podcast that's the same every week. Yep, it, <laughs> regular features. That's that's correct. Yeah. So uh, this week I'm going to be uh, allowing everybody to be uh, the lead review kit for 15 seconds. Um, Steve, what what are you going to do this weekend? Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast. podcast. Steve's going to be dealing with a shit with acid uh, and log. What what are you going to do in this podcast? It's the podcast that's the same every week. Yeah, you're going to be doing something to do with porn stars and you're going to eject into space halfway through because you feel really unsure about it. Yes. Hello and welcome to the podcast. The Let's regular go. Regular Features Podcast. Yes. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features are shown. Well, it's lovely to be back at your house, Matt. I know, right? Surrounded by all the things we used to see. Guitars, foam, Steve Hogarty. Hey. <laughs> He's always here. Oh, how is everyone doing? How is everyone actually doing? For real? Oh, real. No, not for real. Real, oh. real talk. Oh, not for real. I'm great. <laughs> Everything's real. Yeah. Everything's fantastic. Dippity dippity top. <laughs> top of the banana. Yeah. Welcome to the just, podcast. Just the top of the banana for me, please. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Which side do you open your bananas from? Personally, I opened them from the outside. <laughs> Seriously, though, I was informed by a man we all know, a guy called John C, that the best way to do it is how monkeys do it. Is squeeze to the bottom squeeze of it. Squeeze the bottom of it, yeah. right? And I tried that for a good few many years, and that might be the way you're supposed to do it, but I just got banana mush all over my hands, and it was like, it does not feel like the best way to do I it. Started, I'm so strong, I just ended up with lots of banana meat on the ceiling. Mm. As it squirted out One at high speeds. One of the benefits speeds. of opening it from the bottom end is oh. that the you take it from the bottom and you squeeze it and it, it sort of splits open like a cherry. Yeah. Um, and then you just peel it from there. But you know how the bottom of the banana has all the seeds and spider eggs in it? Yes, that's where... That's where you can't eat it. You just you can pick that off and then enjoy, unencumbered by the fear of spider eggs, the rest of the banana. Oh, it's not it's like there's no spider eggs at all rather than you're working towards... Yeah. Gre- greedily towards the spider eggs. As they warm up with the heat of your oh, hand. There aren't actually spider eggs in that end, are there? Yeah, banana spiders. Where do you think the name comes from? Banana spiders. Oh, I don't like it. I just thought they looked like bananas. I thought it was like a kind of Spyro's adventure style thing. If you keep your hand warming them up long enough, they hatch and it's a race to eat the banana and you meet in the middle like Lady and the Tramp. Stop saying these things. I'm in a habit of buying too many bananas and letting them go old so I can make banana bread because it's... Letting the bananas grow old. Yeah, let <laughs> them grow old. Like, oh, we are, we are one of the lucky few bananas not to be eaten. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what they think. Yeah, yeah. They're going to get mushed up like nobody's business. Mm, and turned into breb. I remember the first time someone told me that bananas were sterile and I just felt really sad. <laughs> Regular Features has all you need for impromptu fruit chat. If you enjoyed that little bit about bananas, just wait till you hear this little bit about a tomato. Patrick Stewart Ooh. shows up in his hovering wheelchair and is like, mmm, lovely tomato. Why don't you come with me to live with me in my school? <laughs> we have a carrot here that's very orange. School for really good tomatoes. <laughs> Promise, promise I won't. <laughs> Fuck you. 
He was definitely... He definitely fucked those tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the fruit of it all. Anyway, back to the show. I've got a feature. Have you? Yeah. My feature is Steve's time lately. Guys. Yes? I've had a time lately. Oh, what sort oh. of time? Well, I feel sad. Uh, Reese has gone away. And my boyfriend, he's, he's left me by myself. He's in a beautiful place. Uh, he's beautiful photos and videos. Traveling around, doing all sorts of things. But more crucially, he's left me by myself and everything's been going wrong. Oh, no. Nothing's been going right for Steve, left by himself. For instance, on Friday, <laughs> um, my housemate had blocked up the toilet with a big old shit. No. And then... He bought some industrial strength acid to pour down the drain to try and unclog the shit. Just uh-huh. go Heisenberg. in there with a pair of scissors, snip it up into little cubes. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Cut it off. I walked into the bathroom and on a piece of paper was written acid and <laughs> an exclamation mark inside a big triangle. So he really put some time into the, <laughs> into the little sign. <laughs> Um, and then I looked at the packaging and it said you can only leave this inside a toilet for five minutes. Otherwise, you're going to, it's going to melt through every deck. Like, <laughs> 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 but he went out dancing with his friends. For five minutes, presumably. <laughs> he, w- he would not come back for five hours. Whoa. By which point, That's our house times. would be a sm- smoking hole in the ground, presumably. <laughs> so I was left with no choice other than to grab the plunger, open this bad boy up. Oh my God, you just put the plunger in for once and it came out just a sizzling mess. (laughs) Just open the airlock. (laughs) I I had to plunge a toilet full of my housemate's shit. For about an hour and a half. Oh, what? Fucking yeah. hell. I started using different methods. There was a thing I saw How, on YouTube about... Different methods of plunging? Okay, so the, the plunger would not form a seal around the uh-huh. shape of the bowl. And it mm-hmm. needs to form a seal so you can, you can yeah. force water. Otherwise you're just water. paddling or splashing Otherwise about. you are splashing... Um, shit. Bowl mashing your shit out with a piece of rubber and stick shit Which into is still, yeah. onto the... Shit and acid into your eyes. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> so... About 20 minutes into this oh, man. ordeal. This could have been, in a different universe, this could have been the start of a supervillain uh, origin story for Steve. You sort Dr. Of, Plops. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of reach a point after, like, the initial revulsion of seeing uh, a brim full of... A toilet brimmed full of... Shatter. Yes. Shatter. <laughs> um, of shit that doesn't belong to you. Once you get over that, you're like, fuck it. Yeah. It's it's on it's on me in some sense now. Yeah, I can feel it on my on my pores. Um, I've I've plunged to the point where it's spilling onto the floor now, and everything. It's just gone <laughs> everywhere. It's like I'm I'm just going. Uh, there's no there's no walking this back. <laughs> um, and I'd read and watched a YouTube video about a way of plunging toilets without a plunger, which involved getting a bin bag and taping it to the rim of the toilet bowl yeah. and using the, the 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 air trapped inside the bin bag, pushing it down using the toilet lid has a plunging effect 
much, much greater than that of a regular well, plunger. It's a more amount of air. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bin bag full of air that you're pushing into the toilet and it pushes everything out That's through insane. the e-bag. insane. Uh, and Science is amazing. Yeah, but it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have to have like quite high quality bin bag. Well, it Acid was proof. I couldn't really form a seal around the toilet, even though I, I washed all the shit off it. Oh, God. Um, it was very difficult. So I ended up with just bin bags and masking tape <laughs> all covered in shit strewn around the shit covered floor. Did you eventually just crawled into one and use it like a bin sleeping bag and fell asleep? <laughs> Fucking fecal like heart attack. <laughs> it did manage, however, to push the, the water level of the shit sodden uh, mess down to a point where I thought, okay, I'm going to use my other method that I know about for unclogging a toilet. One more flush. <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake twice. <laughs> oh, no. You so, always think, this time? This time it might go. It's like, no, it's coming back. <laughs> oh my God, it's just stopped in time. <laughs> and weirdly, the toilet water was getting, it started off uh, brown and like the bits of the water, like it was halfway up the bowl and the um, the the inside of the bowl that wasn't covered by water was just covered by like a brown moss that it just sort of dried in because obviously it had been receding over a couple of hours. Um, so my other method was to go boil the kettle. This is, this is what worked. Boil the kettle, put some washing up liquid in the bowl, pour uh. boiling hot water into it. Boiling hot water and washing up liquid will dissolve grease and shit is 98% grease. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm Barry Scott, and you're listening <laughs> to the Regular Features <laughs> Podcast. Uh, then a lot more plunging. I was hoping at that stage, the, the flush, you'd do one more flush, and the amount of fairy liquid in there would create a monstrous bubble stream that propelled you out of your own front door. <laughs> this is your Saturday night now, though, isn't it? <laughs> this is my Friday evening, yeah. <sighs> While my housemate's out dancing and having a whale of a time. <laughs> I'm up to my elbows in his excrement. A quick question I've got for you. Like, did he just have acid like around the house? Or no, did he, he had went to go out, and buy some acid? He went out to Tesco and bought some acid. You can just buy acid from Tesco's? Yeah, it came in a weird box. It's like, you should not be putting this in the in the in in our pipes. No. Because we have we live in an old building and it's like the pipes would dissolve if you spat on them. <laughs> I assume. I can know. So, yeah, your flatmate sounds like a right dink. Well, I think he just wasn't thinking straight because he's just done such a gnarly shit. <laughs> I find usually that's when I'm thinking at my absolute straightest. After I've done a massive shit, I, it's the only time I feel alive. Mm. So, Once it went down, I um, scrubbed the bathroom and then had a very, very long shower. He cried. Ca- he came back in and said... Oh, the acid works exa- then. <laughs> exactly what he said. It's like, oh, the acid worked. It's like... Mate, the acid didn't fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Without wanting to embarrass him, but also, I didn't want to shame him. I just wanted the fucking gratitude that I was the one yeah. who had to go and do this. But how, you can't push hard for that gratitude. There's a very tiny little green bar you can press, and you push and you go over, he's going to start resenting you. Yeah. There's something specific about cleaning toilets. I always used to find that when I was cleaning toilets um, that strangers had used, I never cared about it at all. You know, actually, I like, and there is, it's a weird thing of as soon as you start, as you say, you know, you get your rubber gloves on, as soon as you start doing it, as soon as you're actually in the neck of it, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck it. Oh, shit, doesn't matter. Shit, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Get it did my you, mouth have, long, did you have long rubber gloves? Lubber gloves. Lubber gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I do lubber gloves. I love a lubber glove. I love a lubber glove. I love a lubber glove. Girl, I want to make you sweat. <laughs>
That's right till I hear your feature. <laughs> I had a pair of pink marigolds. Did they go up to your wrist or they your forearm? Not, um, for, uh, no, maybe halfway up the forearm. Yeah. Well, that gives you some leeway, but this is just... Yeah. You're, you're quite, the full-arm ones are ideal. You're quite but, ginger when yeah. you get to the, I mean, the, the rim in case it just fills up with shit water. <laughs> then you've got... It's <laughs> worse because you can't get your hand out of it. Yeah. <laughs> ginger yeah. at the rim. That's my favourite mm. Mills and Boons. Uh, yeah, I think it's when it's other people's shit that you're cleaning up. <laughs> there is that weird thing of, again, you, you have the same breakthrough. You're like, I don't care anymore. But mm-hmm. there is afterwards that kind of like... I cleaned up your shit. You're talking to a man who runs a pub who has to do this without the satisfaction of being able to go up to someone and say, I know what you did, you shit in my That's what I mean. in a way that was offensive. Is I feel like, yeah, no, when it's a proper, like, what the hell is going on, that must be annoying. But I think otherwise the anonymity of you, I find it less frustrating because I don't feel like then anyone owes me because I don't know who, I don't know, it's just oh. a stranger. And when you've got a pub with 100 people and there's a 1% chance it will be everyone, so I just spread my resentment out over the Equally. whole building in a way that makes me hate my job and my uh, my uh, position in it. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in such a bad mood. Um, I went to, to Tesco and stole some beers. Not intentionally. Hey. <sighs> when I get angry, I steal things. You've got to get back at them for selling acid. It's <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> you broke my pipes. Um, oh, and I will add that the porcelain is damaged. There's a there's a visible um, mark on the porcelain yeah, where the acid be. went in. And to be honest, with that, like you are more worried about the pipes as well because usually the bit that joins to the toilet is plastic and mm. rubber. Yeah, you've probably so actually done that to the porcelain. It's probably done a bunch of damage to stuff. To be I, honest, I think that the toilet was sufficiently blocked that the acid didn't make it around the U bend, and it just yeah. sat on this level that that damaged the porcelain. But I mean, once porcelain's damaged, then it's sort of that damage spreads the that. Um, the decay of the of that shiny surface just spreads. I feel out. like, are you it's about like, to use acid in your own house? Needs one of those like long line diagrams of being like, wait a minute, like, what, <coughs> yeah. before you like, what, what, what? That's why they shouldn't sell it in mm. Tesco's. People are probably using it to like clean their bakeware or something. I don't yeah. know, no idea. Bakeware. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the least appropriate use for acid. Everyone's gone mad for baking. All right, that's that's all I know about. <laughs> What are you Taste. baking at the minute? <laughs> Tide pod cakes. Oh, okay. See? I only found out about them last week, Tide Pods. Fuck it. Yeah. I just, I'm so out of touch. Well, I mean, I think it's wonderful. I think it's just like, it's got to the point now where like, I've thought for many years, this sort of senseless chase for, for traffic on the internet is a bit, a bit horrendous. And now it's like, yeah, hey, man, you've got to drink poison. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's poison. Yeah, but you're going to get loads of, yeah, it's just... People drinking fucking poison for internet views mm. is natural selection. It's back, baby. It's good. Oh, it's back. <laughs> Do it right. <laughs> it's great. But it, it, it won't be an influencer that dies, though, will it? It'll be some idiot who's been influenced. Yeah, no, I know. But they, they probably would have become an influencer. It's a slippery slope. So it's, uh, you know. Can I tell the story of me stealing beer from Tesco? Oh! You guys are well tangent. Are there Tide Pods in it? <laughs> <laughs> I did a bunch of grocery shopping. There was uh, six pounds for four punk IPA, nine pounds if you buy two. I thought I get two of those. Uh, went and did all my shopping, did the uh, self service checkout, weighed my own bag, which never fucking works. Mm. Um, put the 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 cans in and said, "Oh, there's a problem with this." She came over, cancelled it, looked at the punk IPA and said, "Oh, have you scanned those?" And I said, "Yes." He goes, "Well, it hasn't come up. You need to scan them again." So I pulled them out, scanned them again, 
put them in. It said, please put the th- punk IPA in. I put the second one in. It was like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Did oh, all boy. my grocery shopping, knowing I'd only scanned one of them. <sighs> he knew all along. The over 18 ID thing came in. I was like, oh, got, got her over. And she's you got like, her over without even breaking into a sweat. She was like, man, when that popped up, I would have been like, oh, I'm rumbled. This is me. It's game over. She, Star wipe to jail. She said, <laughs> Star wipe. <laughs> That's a good wipe for jails. Somebody else said that years ago and it stuck with me. <laughs> said, um, how many of those did you get? And I was like, I looked at her in the eyes and I said, two. She said, well, it's only scanned once. And I just stared at her <laughs> because that wasn't a question. It's like I've got no response to give. Oh, I just—I'm not lying because she didn't ask a question. And then Ooh. for two seconds, she looked at me, and then it said, "Oh, okay." And then just like put scanned it all through. <sighs> My God, Steve! How about that? You I don't like sounds I saved. I oh, said earlier, bloody hell! This is this is a super villain story. He, he used he, silence as a negotiating tactic. <laughs> he, 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 he murked and splashed around in shit and acid, and now he's become a Tory. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's Tory to steal, is it? Yes. Well, I think so, yes. But also to be very much against stealing. <laughs> but to say I didn't steal because I didn't technically tell a lie. Yeah. I, I, no one specifically asked me if I was stealing. I was perfectly willing to pay. Yeah. I, I blame the crappy tool system. I think stealing when you can afford to pay for things is, I think that's pretty, yeah. That's pretty Tory. That's pretty Tory. Stealing when you can't afford to pay for things, that's labour as hell. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to Feature Town Population Features. Features. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there's been a bit of a trend lately. You know me, I love nothing more than onions and politics. Mm. And in politics, there's been a fabulous trend of politicians just doing it for a really short amount of time. Not doing this whole career politician thing, just doing politics, but for like a blink of an eye, you know? Popping in to say hello. So, recently you may have seen, you know the name, it was Grayling, wasn't it? The Conservatives. Christopher Grayling. He was leader of the Conservative Fun Extra extra Party. He was the chair. The chair, that's the one. For like 45 seconds. That's it, 45 seconds. Yeah. Which is, which is amazing. I think like, he didn't really do a lot in that 45 seconds, I don't think. He could have done something more. But... It's a shame because I think 45 seconds would be just enough time to use a well-placed shoulder break to just knock down the secret door to 10... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm losing my ability to speak here. I'm just again. <laughs> Go. So obviously Grayling was the head of the Conservative Extramarital Fund Party for 45 seconds, which is just enough time to use a well-placed shoulder to break down the secret door in 10 Downing Street, haphazardly sprint down the stone spiral staircase and plant a large bomb in the heart of the room that houses all of Thatcher's eggs, putting an end to this monstrous charade once and for all. But he didn't do that. He just had a job for 45 seconds and then didn't anymore. And that's a shame that he, he didn't make use of that. But I think we live in exciting times now because Andy Warhol, of course, said, uh, in the future, I think everyone will have a nice time for five minutes. <laughs> but I <laughs> think... true. And that is true. I had a nice time for five minutes just yesterday. Mm. <laughs> but I think in the future, everyone will have their 15 seconds as the leader of UKIP. Mm. Um, because those guys... <sighs> 
they really are like a revolving door of shits. <laughs> you think it's you like know a about a revolving door with the brush at the bottom if it's just dragging lots of skiddy shit marks all yeah. over the floor. Oh, yeah. And every now and then they have a problem like with Steve where a big shit gets caught in the revolving door and they need to Plunge chuck it. loads of acid yeah. at it. But mostly it's just lots <laughs> that of... Means you have to be in the same quadrant as the shit and you end up yeah. slipping on the already shitty floor and rolling real, around with it. It's a real problem in the party, you're quite right. But anyway... I um, like that now that everyone's shouting at Henry Bolton to resign because he's he's got a racist girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And for a start, like, you can't have a racist girlfriend without being racist yourself. Mm, that's because... not entirely true, Steve. Uh, the original Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a mistake. He's got, he's got you, Steve. Uh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a racist. I felt bad about it the whole time. Just playing along with it because I liked her face and boobs. Exactly. Uh, but as an adult, no, you can't do that, no. Or as a real person, no. I like that now... Everyone's what if resigning. she's got really massive wangs? You motioned to the chest area while saying wangs. Yeah, I'm sorry. The words came out the way I wanted them to. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, people are... UKIP's resigning. Uh, leaders are resigning more quickly and more quickly with every leader that shows up. And now, people are resigning before they've even become Yeah, leaders. it's exponential, right? It's, it's, it's like, like it's flicking through a book of faces. Backwards in time. Yeah, it's... Defying it, the law, laws of causality. It is. It's. It's amazing to watch. You're going it to unfold. have children with no affiliation with any political parties piping up and classing. I resign from UKIP. I wonder if you could map it out <laughs> somehow onto like a two D piece of graph paper. If it would be the Fibonacci spiral backwards. Yeah, I think it's beautiful, like a flower. I think it is. I love it. Watching them all implode and being like, "Oh, no, not no. You're too racist. Someone a bit racist. No, too racist again. Oh, he's all right. His girlfriend's incredibly racist." <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. So anyway, I thought what we could do is we could just, as you say, it's getting exponentially faster and faster. So we could just go through some of the next bunch of uh, of UKIP leaders. Um, you could take it in turns to to be UKIP leaders and give a little short acceptance speech of you being a leader. I can't wait. So yeah, we'll take it in turns. Uh, first of all, Steve, your name mm-hmm. is Lord Harrington Rarebub the Fourth. A down-to-earth duke who enjoys riding with his friends and hounds, but also normal salt-of-the-earth foods such as pot noodle, uh, grags, and egg shiran. <laughs> so you've grown tired of hunting foxes for fun and wish the laws to be extended to allow you to hunt job seekers, the unwell, and several of your cousins. Uh, your plan is to legally change the name, uh, the meaning of the term laser quest and then argued that it's fine because you're just playing laser quest mm. um you haven't really revealed this maybe you just done like france quite, quite publicly so if you could just give us a, a really brief you, you you are the leader of the ukip party now congratulations well it's it's my honor to finally lead the ukip party into a brave new future oh wait no sorry it's just been revealed that lord uh, harrington rebub actually made a great deal of his fortune by selling barrels of live foxes to certified pedos he also insists that his servants write the n-word in butter on his morning round of toast even though by the time it reaches his wing of the manor it has already frankly allegedly melted into the bread well i'm not going to go into the specifics of whether or not the, the butter pedophiles were being delivered Live foxes in the barrels. I think that's. I'm sorry, you've been fired. It's time for a new. I can't believe you buttered the paedophile. 
I, I just, I, mean, I think they should be in jail, not covered in butter. I think it makes it more difficult to catch them. <laughs> well, I'm fully That's behind the, that. It's the exact opposite we want. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get this man. No, we, it's fine. Don't worry. We have a new, a new leader of the UKIP party now. Your hey. name is Bulmer's Original. Good day to you. You are the co-owner of a business that produces, produces 100% British paperclips. You live in the seventh circle of Norwich with your wife, child, and expertly refurbished second-hand car. You are convinced that an explosion of immigrants obsessed with subpar stationary production will swamp Britain with wobbly, ineffective paperclips. If you could uh, please uh, present your opening speech to the party now. It is my pleasure to be a UKIP man for you. And I'd like, as on my journey to here today, I have learned that it is important to tighten relationships with each other, like the tight curl of a paperclip. Oh, oh and, dear, um, oh dear, you've <laughs> been caught with a series of male prostitutes. Which is fine, no one's no one's judging that. Uh, but you were paying them to spank you whilst you wore blackface and pretended to be a purveyor of poor quality paperclips, and that's not on. Um, it also turns out your wife and child... But if fact- you do undo one, you can use it to open your phone SIM card socket. So yeah, but the, the, it was the blackface. A, a paperclip can be... Too robust. Yeah, and it also turns out that your wife and child are in fact made of paper clips, which isn't morally problematic, but it is a bit. It is a bit weird. Um, and oh yeah, you've been spending millions in government grants for boosting local businesses to uh, try and develop a working paper clip that looks and feels just like a swastika. Well, the swastika's fine, but I will say the time my wife was ripped apart by a junkyard magnet was harrowing. <laughs> Right, yeah, you've been fired. <laughs> but it's all right, we've got a new UKIP uh, leader. Your name is Sandra Horlicks, finalist from singing television show The Voice, in which you capped off a live performance just five minutes ago, claiming that Britain needed a voice. You were immediately That's declared <laughs> the new leader of UKIP without your actual knowledge or indeed membership of the party. If you could uh, just give us a few words. Well, I'm very proud to be leading UKIP in a new Oh, era. sorry. No, we've just done some looking into it. And it turns out you're actually not racist. We're really sorry for the mix-up. We thought you might be a bit racist because of the, what you said. But no, actually, I'm, I'm plenty racist. No, you're not racist enough. Tell, let, let me tell you about... Sorry, I, no, we've got a new leader now. Um, Britain's got talons. It will rip out the heart of immigrants with its big eagle talons. Fantastic. Uh, your name... You were, uh, you were sacked <laughs> three seconds ago. You should not be in here. <laughs> you will need to leave, and please take your paper clips with you. Everyone's bunching up by the doors. <laughs> Everyone's stuck. We've got a new a new leader of UKIP. Your name is Mohammed. Sh- uh, sorry, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. You, no, there's been a mistake. Mis- no, you have to... I'm sorry, Mohammed, you have to... There's been a mistake. We can't... I don't know. Look, it's not a... Pro- it's not you, it's just we can't... You've got to... There's been a mix-up. Your, your name, own safety, you should leave right Next, now. please. Next new leader. Your name is Benjamin Gently, a millionaire former IT consultant who is actively entombing himself alive in Kent. This is the heart of Great Britain, you scream, the shrill words barely escaping from the increasingly thick walls of brick that surround you. I was born in Britain. I will die in Britain. Underneath this rich, beautiful soil... Assisted by a local firm of deeply affordable Polish builders, you expect to be permanently embedded within the Kentish countryside by the end of Tuesday at the very latest. If those lefty loonies try to remove you, they'll have landmines to deal with, at the very minimum. No, it's time for English people to stand their ground, bunker down, and show the world that we, as a nation, are literally going nowhere. 
you are divorced, you are owned three Jeeps, and lost quite a lot of money in 2016 investing in a Berlin-based wearables tech startup that aimed to reinvent the cravat for the 22nd century. If you could uh, just introduce yourself, Benjamin, to, as the leader of UKIP. I hold in my hand the last brick in this wall that will forever entomb me. I am just about to slide it into play. Oh, a spokesperson from your local leisure centre has just revealed to a major news outlet that you pointed at a child in a local swimming pool and exclaimed, he looks like he just fell off the back of a banana boat. You tried to explain that you'd always assumed that this phrase was merely a reference to the banana-shaped inflatables that get pulled along behind motorboats, but of course nobody believed that. This is a reference <laughs> to something I thought. <laughs> you were immediately fired. A <laughs> hundred episodes ago. Yeah, I always remember it. <laughs> if you're thinking it was about the inflatables. Yeah. It's like, mate, I haven't just stepped off the banana boat, let me tell you. <laughs> I know all about inflatables that flip you off at the very end. But no one believed you, and you were you were immediately fired. Although later on it did turn out that you were actually a proper full-on racist. I also like the phrase entombed in Kent, <laughs> because I, I just imagine Han Solo being entombed in... I kind of feel like <laughs> entombing yourself in Kent, is that could be on the, the, on the tagline for for UKIP, I think. Mm. Anyway, we got a new UKIP leader, don't panic. You are patron saint Nigel Farage. You made a small fortune as a banker, attempted to get into UK politics seven times and failed. So you got yourself a job that paid an absolute fortune that you didn't even really need to do. It was in Europe, but your wife was German, so that was fine until she wanted to leave you. And in a burst of bitterness, you just sort of lost your mind and decided to try and forcibly remove the whole country from Europe as a sort of fuck you. She took all of the Blu-rays, you see. Some of those were yours. Anyway, you're the leader of UKIP again. You can't seem to escape it, so... It's, it's a multiple-choice quiz. What are you going to do? A. Have yourself photographed whilst drinking a lovely pint. B. Format shift. B. Photographed drinking a lovely pint. <laughs> C. A pint. Pick it up. Have a lovely sip. Oh, someone took a photo. Or D. Delicious. I love drinking lovely pints. Is that a camera? Why not take a photo of this unusual scene? I would like to get photographed having a pint and a fag. Oh, that's option E. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to laugh a big open mouthed, fully toothed laugh. What a kind of open mouthed laugh that would make Ricky Gervais jealous. Yeah. Lovely. Well, that's a lovely photo laughing with your mouth open with a fag and a pint. Would you like to say a few words as the leader of uh, UKIP again? I'm going to make the sound that I imagine is coming out of Nigel Farage's mouth when he has his mouth open like that. Mm-hmm. Ah! Oh dear, you've been photographed with actual proper Nazis. But they had pints in their hands too, so it's fine. Hey. You reign happily ever after as the leader of UKIP forever and ever until you die violently in a plane crash whilst trying to pull off a loop-de-loop -loop as an outdoors summer fate to raise money for a series of community lynchings. Oh. God bless our, our fair country. What's next? What's next? What's next on regular features? Chers, 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 chers. What is next today? What's next? Warning: Feature will collapse in five minutes. Now, it's time for my feature, which I fear 
relates to the antics of one Donald Trump with the famous porn star Stormzy. <laughs> Stormzy. <laughs> so that's not right. Basically, I am a porn star. <gasps> and I have had illicit relationships with a celebrity. Tell us something we don't know, And Log. I must tell you that I want you to name those celebrities from the clues scattered around my stories. Oh, oh boy. I will make the first one easy for you, okay. for I am a benevolent porn star. <laughs> <laughs> my story begins thus. I went to the hotel door, my big porn star tits inflating slightly, which let me know that I was in danger. The door was ajar, and I stepped into the room. My client lobbed the tray which contained the tea and coffee-making facilities at me. I'm a real bad egg, he giggled, as I flicked a sachet of demerara off my forehead. He had disappeared into the bathroom. I followed him in because porn stars like me are very inquisitive. My client had crawled onto the towel rack over the bath. The warmth and comfort had caused him to fall asleep. I woke him up by tickling his flank and yanked a towel down, causing him to fall in the bath like a helpless tortoise. If you let me touch your mummy boobs, I will get you onto The Apprentice, the show that I present, he said. I let him touch the left one, which is the one that I save for people who will be presidents one day. And he started firing off little tiny spatters at the rate of twenty minuscule ejaculations a second. His dick was like a wild vomiting maggot trying to avoid getting pecked by a crow. It was fucking great sex, and one day I'll tell the press about it. But who was it with? Do you like my impression of Stormzy? Yes, <laughs> Stormy. Stormy Daniels, yes, I know the difference. <laughs> uh, that was um, none other than Donald J. Lord Trump. J. Lord, the J. Cloth. What she uses to whack the trunk <laughs> off his tummy. Wipe the spunk away. Great. That was easy. That was an actual transcript from the testimony of Stormzy Daniels at, <laughs> at The Hague I in believed, 1912. I believed <laughs> you for a second, then I remembered just one thing that you said. <laughs> Any one of the things you said, it's like, no, none of them are. None of them. <laughs> That's real. She's just not that eloquent. <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, she doesn't know about how maggots behave. <laughs> she has never witnessed a maggot in she's the not, wild throws of crow avoidance. Feature integrity at 50%. Please get on board that big frisbee thing that flies off every now and then. Alright, situation number two. The car pulled up alongside me. Get in, he said. I, and I lifted one porn star leg after another into his large automobile. Or rather, I should say, one porn star leg after the other. As the way I said it the first time round makes it sound like I have loads of porn star legs, and I regretfully have but two. I have a but two, but that's another story. <laughs> Buckle up, said the driver, pressing a button on the dashboard that made the car spring 30 feet into the air. I used to race cuts for a living, but I never won the race in my car, the mean machine. Now I mainly chase that fucking bird around, <laughs> said the man at the wheel. And boy... This dick sure could do with getting sucked. Being a porn star, I've learned to notice when I'm being told to suck a cock. You might say my livelihood depends on it. If a porn director had told me to suck a cock and I just sat there queefing on my dildo, my work would dry up faster than my fanny never does. Well, my dick suck dar was reading off the goddamn charts, so I leant in for a quick suck when I heard a rasping laugh from the back seat. 
It quickly became clear to me that a chuckling dog had hired me to suck off his master so he would chill the fuck out. So I sucked that dick good and proper until cellulose sprayed all over the windscreen. But whose cock did I suck? I, thought, I, I can't tell if you're sucking the either Muttley's cock or Dick Dastardly's cock. You bet they both went in there at one point. <laughs> Once you pay the commission, I'm there for the session. <laughs> oh, that makes way more sense. I was like trying to work out real actual cases of it, like involving, and I was like, I can't work. Number three, I am a boy porn star. I am a boy porn star. Sorry. <laughs> I am a boy porn star, and one day I got a call off a pop star lady who told me to meet her inside a giant candy floss. I went to the place where she had told me to go, approached the quivering perimeter of the giant pink candy floss, looking for a doorbell or some way in. Feature core is compromised. Feature will just stop in around 50 seconds. Just walk in, she screamed, her voice muffled by a thick network of pink sugar. It was like puff mucus. I did as I was told, and I was immediately enveloped by floss, from my beautiful, soulful porn star eyes to my capaciously baggy porn star foreskin. The client was in front of me, suspended on thick pink ropes in the centre of this monstrous... Um, wow, I didn't finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Dark Souls boss. Is it a Dark Souls boss? Suspended on pink thick ropes in the centre of this monstrous structure. <laughs> 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 Seeing her face, I suddenly recalled that her work included the soundtrack to the movie Dick Tracy, a movie that she had also starred in as the femme fatale Breathless Mahoney. Hey, what's up, I said. Fucking hell, this is the worst feature I've ever <laughs> Go buy the fucking numbers bullshit I've written a long time. <laughs> Basically, I had this idea for a music video that would be cool, but Candy Floss is fucking weird, and I've been stuck here for so long that I can't remember whether the last album I released was Rebel Heart or MDNA. I whipped out my strong erect pizza. Oh, fuck, I can't be asked for this. Let's just not do this feature. I hate that feature. Let's do something else next week. That's the beauty of regular features. You it's can different. just fucking abort and never do it again. <laughs> oh, just like the babies in rockets in space. Ugh. Hold on, who was that? I don't know who that was. I think it was someone... Older it, than I am. It referenced something in the late 80s. There were explicit references to who the person was. And I was okay, still like, I'll read it no through idea. then. You don't have to I read it through. I didn't. No, I, I will read it through. No, you didn't read it all. I don't think I get it, though. Basically, I whipped out my strong erect porn star penis, pulled down my porn star visor, which mm -hmm. located the weak spots in the ropes of candy floss. Before you can say, I, I married Guy Ritchie, who referred to our adopted children right. privately as the brown babies. Okay, okay. I had pissed her free and we were in love. It's Madonna, isn't it? It was Madonna, yes. Yeah. There we go. I got that in the end. I was like, I recognise this stuff, but it's I lost on me. Because the, the readers can play along at home. <laughs> they could have done. Yeah. Until oh. Hog aborted it. Oh, abort. Could you <laughs> do the next one? No. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, Bertie. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You dirty, Bertie. Well, that's Regular Features, the podcast that's uh, fired into space Ooh. on a weekly basis. Sometimes, sometimes fucking, you're proud of what you do. You know, it's fucking January. We got through most of January without a Duff podcast. We've been doing all right. We've been doing all right. I'm fucking livid because the last episode with Log, Matt and Joe, Log, Gav and Joe in it was really good. And I kind of felt like we need to live up to that. We did a really good one the week before that. Yeah, oh, we honestly. did. So yeah, the one before, yeah, that was in that one. And that was a fun listen. Yeah. Basically, 
Before you decide whether or not to patron us, why don't you go and listen to Espo 277 or 276 in regular features? <laughs> Vastly superior. Why do you, if you just like draw an average from the last five episodes you've listened to and then decide what you'd like to do. Hey, come along to a live show. We get oh, so anxious about these things. They're, they're always, always good. good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we really beat ourselves up about it. And, you we know, pull I've, out all of the stops. We do. Because, um, like, for this one, I think I pulled out two, maybe three stops at and, most. And that's not even disclosing how many stops there are. <laughs> no, there's like 90, at least there's 90 nice. to 100 stops. <laughs> there are a lot of stops. Left unpulled out. <laughs> Just st- stick stuck in the wall. Yeah, left right in there. You can pull them out next week, though. Yeah, it's I'm a pain. All, yeah, literally. putting them all back in again every week. To be oh, honest, yeah. but I will. February fifth is the next live show at the Canal Cafe Theatre. Oh boy, um, in London. Mm. Uh, you can go to canalcafetheatre dot com and find us there. Get some. Also, the April show tickets have gone on sale. Um, do you know why we're not doing much? Do you know what happened with the March show? Something weird happened. Um, so they were on sale for half a day. Yeah. And I know some readers bought tickets. Yeah. And I I do hope that they were fully apologized to by the Canal Cafe Theatre, who emailed me to say, oh, sorry, that night we're doing a festival of shows about love. Whoa. And implicit in that was that our show has got nothing to no do with love in it. With love. <laughs> we could have done a love special. I know, right? They probably want to put on They a didn't give stuff, us though. give us the opportunity to. I think they're talking about real love, not the kind of things uh, we do. Oh man. Mate, man. there's nothing there's no love more realer than our we've, love. Yeah. We've got a s- sincere side that we could pull out. Yeah. We just weren't given the chance. <sighs> Typical, so, typical theatres, eh? They, they they have you for your podcast money, but as soon as actual art comes knocking around, yeah, they sweep you around the back by the bins and leave you outside while they're canoodling with art for hours, and you're getting cold, and then they let you back inside, and they're just not interested. Feel free to show up. <laughs> you know what we should have done? We should all just show up to the Canal Cafe Theatres Love Festival. <laughs> And ruin it <laughs> with, with hate, no. hate in our hearts. You can't say that sort of thing on a podcast. That's that's okay. how let's not do awful that. things happen. Yes, yeah, right. Do that. But we will uh, be back. We will be back in April. It's fine. We'll take a Mark Martian break. Yeah, and we're back with a vengeance in April. Don't be sad. It's going to be fine. Goodbye. No, we can't leave it like that. Here's a bit that I cut out where Steve makes a sound like a car hooter and it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, that's better, isn't it? Okay, see you next week. Have a nice one. Thanks very much. Lovely to see you. Goodbye. Thank you. Love you. Good day. Cheers. Ta-ra. Thanks. <laughs>